Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. That was a 316 number. Examples of significant problems, including the registration of illegal aliens, abound from coast to coast. From California's Motor Voter Act, which automatically registers drivers when they get or renew their license, to New York City's proposed legislation which would actually give illegal aliens the right to vote in local elections, measures are being planned and emplaced that would allow illegals to vote in numbers that could alter the outcome of the 2016 election. True the Vote has released a report on its recent discovery of thousands of duplicate voter registrations in North Carolina's 10 largest counties and the coordinated attempts by left-leaning political organizations to threaten North Carolina counties with litigation in a failed effort to stall lawful maintenance efforts. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. Welcome. The world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were a but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Play Guitar. It's a great name, and thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to our big program today. We've got a Fantastic, fantastic lineup today. Dr. Jack Carabelli is going to join us here at the top of the hour as he does each and every week. We've also got Nick Paris going to join us as well at the bottom of the hour. And uh, Dr. Jack is with us. You know him from uh, this radio program. Also, he is a, a best-selling author. He has got a lot of cool books out there, and uh, we've got him today here on our broadcast. Dr. Jack, first of all, uh, let's start with... This situation with the uh, debates last night, um, <laughs> there is uh, there is a lot going on, but I'm going to let you and your expertise unpack what the hell we saw last night. Well, I, James, first, great to be with you and your audience. Yes. Um, I, I guess a couple of thoughts come to mind. Um, the, the first is, as I watched it, you know, I thought at least the first half of the debate, Donald Trump it probably gave his best performance uh, of the three debates. He, I think he scored some points. He let Hillary Clinton off the hook um, in, in a couple of areas, but I think overall he did better. Uh, but what made the headlines, I guess my second thought is, uh, looking at the Washington Post here at home this morning, uh, the New York Times, which I read, yeah. Uh, you know, they are anti-Trump by far, but both, of course, instead of talking to the substance of the debate, uh, immediately picked up as their big headlines, you know, Trump's remarks 
about, you know, possibly, um, you know, not accepting the outcome. The yes. <laughs> uh, so, look, I mean, the reality is, you know, we've, we've certainly had elections challenged in uh, Al Gore did it, a Democrat. Um, there was probably very little doubt that years ago, uh, John Kennedy uh, probably tilted the election. Which yes. And chose not to uh, contest that. So, you know, Trump could have been much better, James, in the way he expressed it. Uh, you know, I, I think he left himself open to criticism. Um, but I, I, I think the uh, the focus on whether he believed it or not, or he'll accept it or not, it's, it's probably overblown. Uh, the other thing that, I guess, number three that comes to mind is listening to Hillary Clinton. You know, I, I am more convinced than ever that beyond the few social programs, she doesn't have a clue what she wants to do in the country. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I, I, she really is. She is just a, she is like a policy cyber. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I can't begin to read her. If you think back to her husband, whether you like him or not, you know, Bill Clinton really had a lot of ideas. He loved to talk substance. Uh, you know, he loved to get into policy debates. And, you know, if you contrast, you know, the two Clintons, I think it's abundantly clear uh, she will really struggle to find a, a clear voice. Final thought, James, on this is I've been thinking about this for a few weeks, but whoever wins, Trump or Clinton, they are going to, this has been such a toxic and unpleasant campaign, I, I think their initial months and maybe even longer of trying to govern will be really poisoned. I mean, this is, they will walk into the Oval Office in January 2017, you know, drinking from a poison chalice. Uh, so, you know, this has been such a nasty, unpleasant business that whoever wins, I think the other party is going to be very, very difficult uh, to deal with, to try to govern the country, you know, and, and move it forward. Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today, applying his excellent, excellent commentary. Uh, I, I, I just love the way that uh, you use words, my friend. <laughs> I, will, I will have to say that you are, you are quite at, uh, in, in speaking. Uh, now, to follow up kind of on, on what you were talking about there, um, what, what exactly can, whether it's Trump or whether it's Clinton, when they finally, you know, when this is all over with, and and they are you know the president whichever it is, uh, what can they do to fix what you were talking about there with the fact that they're going to have an uphill climb for a couple months? Well, James, it's a great question. The uh, I, I I think the first thing is again whoever wins should realize and call to mind that the the reason we're in this predicament is that the political process in the eyes of many Americans, uh, probably including mine, is, is busted. I mean, why Trump emerged, why Bernie Sanders emerged to challenge Hillary Clinton is simply yep. that you know, they were outsiders. Uh, so I think that whoever wins needs to begin by recognizing that a lot of their fellow Americans are sick and tired, frustrated, 
fed up with a process that hasn't moved the country far in many areas and probably has moved us backward. Uh, so I, I think you start there. You know, hopefully, again, whoever wins will try to take the high road, uh, appeal for collaboration, uh, try to find maybe two, three areas of uh, common ground, you know, with the other party. Uh, and show the American public that, you know, Washington can, you know, actually get things done. But, you know, I'm, you know, I, I hope that I'm not sort of whistling past the graveyard, you know, <laughs> when, you know, when I talk those things. Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, and uh, there there is a lot going on in the uh, in the world around us. And uh, Dr. Jack, each and every week, joins us to uh, kind of break it all down and uh, make sense of it. Uh, Jack seems to make the complex understandable, which is one thing I, I love about uh, the good doctor. Now, um, that there there is uh, a lot of people that are. Very, I guess, concerned that uh, with Hillary potentially getting into office, that uh, she plans to uh, come and get the guns. I, 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 I talk to people all the time, and that's their biggest concern with Hillary Clinton is she wants a gun ban. Um, what, what, what do you make of that? First of all, could that even happen? And second, uh, is that the biggest thing people should be concerned with Hillary Clinton? Again, I'm not a gun owner, uh, so you know I, I don't have the emotional attachment to the Second Amendment that many people do, and, and quite legitimately. Um, yeah. Do, do I think she'll try to bring change to the gun laws? Yeah, I really think she she will. Uh, you know, she said as much last night uh, in terms of uh, background checks and the like. Uh, if she goes beyond that, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. The other part of this, James, to your your, good, your excellent question is simply that, you know, we, we have a pretty clear Supreme Court decision now, uh, you know, that says the, you know, the Second Amendment means, you know, the right to bear arms, uh, you know, is is enshrined in the Constitution. Now, where people disagree and argue is, you know, is that a, is it sort of that a, 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 a golden uh, and locked in concrete uh, provision or not, uh, I would say it's not. Uh, for example, you know, I would never take guns out of the hands of lawful owners, hunters, and the like. Yeah. However, I, I see no legitimate reason why, you know, why people can walk into a gun shop in, in at least some states and buy assault rifles. Look, you don't, you don't go hunting with an assault rifle, I hope. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you, you know, what we've seen is they, you know, they are sources of carnage. You know, and I won't debate the question of whether, you know, guns or people, you know, kill people. But, you know, I, I just see no legitimate reason to legitimize the pur purpose of assault rifles. Now, beyond that, I would not in any way support any further ban on the right to bear arms. Again, the Supreme Court has been clear on this, but I think uh, I, I think the likelihood, having said that, the likelihood is Clinton will at least try to chip away uh, at some of the, uh, I guess, understandings of the Second Amendment. 
We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And as we wrap up here with you, my friend, uh, you do a lot with uh, cybersecurity and a lot of the different things in, in that world. Um, what have you made about some of these WikiLeaks that have come out? Some of them have been, uh, you know, interesting. Like, like for instance, uh, Hillary doesn't know when to smile in public, so they have to write her notes on when to smile. Um, there's been there's been other things like, for instance, uh, uh, Larry Lessig when he eventually when he got into uh, the Democratic primary, his his whole purpose was to get rid of money in politics, and he said that as soon as that was done, he was gonna resign if he became president. Uh, and there's all these Democratic operatives that have basically said, "I hate that guy, and I want to quote unquote kick him in the teeth." Um, <laughs> is there is there much to these WikiLeaks, or is it just uh, is it just been been fun hearing the real thoughts of people about other people? Well, first of all, James, um, you know the whatever was was put out there by WikiLeaks, you know, helped help by whoever. Yeah. Uh, you know, those emails were, uh, you know, obviously intended to be private. Yes. Uh, you know, that was the personal property of John Podesta or whoever. Yeah. Was, was, was hacked into. Yep. You know, number two, uh, I think it's clear, and the uh, U.S. intelligence community has been very clear on this uh, in believing that the Russians, at least to some extent and in some ways, were directly involved uh, in hacking into the emails and then providing them to Julian Assange, you know, and the people WikiLeaks. I mean, the, the idea that Russia would in any way do that is brazen. Uh, it's unacceptable. We've seen them do it uh, in other countries. They're obviously trying to uh, start mischief in the election. Yes. <laughs> so I resent that a lot. Now, having said that, you know, I, I, I think what the WikiLeaks leaks do is provide, you know, insight into what some of these people really are about. Uh, some of the things Podesta said, some of the criticisms of Catholics and evangelicals, uh, some of the the rainings against Latinos. Yes. Uh, you know, I think it really underscores the the disdain and the contempt uh, that, that Clinton and some other people in her campaign have for the American public. So, you know, I, I think we got a a really bad choice on November 8th. <laughs> uh, you know, and with a little bit of luck, I'll be out of the country and not using my emails. <laughs> it's Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. Doctor, do you have uh, 15 more minutes to hang out with us? Okay, I'm going to take a break. We're going to get Nick on the line, and, and uh, we're going to come back and talk cybersecurity. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli on the phone. We'll be back here in a few seconds here on the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program.
Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. This is The Risk Takers from Kip Marlowe. If you really want to learn how to lead an organization, look up David Long. Whether it's a nonprofit, a corporate department, a church, or a small business, his philosophy on leading is universal. David truly walks the talk. He founded My Employees, a reward and recognition company that now has over 12,000 clients. His secret to his success? He has an employee book club. Yep, you heard that right. A book club within his company. It meets once a week for an hour. At first his people were, should I say, skeptical? But David kept pushing, and now they love it. The books include How to Win Friends and Influence People, and Think and Grow Rich. And folks, it's changed people's lives. It's been said that your real education begins after you leave school. David Long's book club starts that real education. Is an organization's book club in your future? It should be. Welcome back to our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program, coast-to-coast in Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and, of course, our brand-new Cheeky Jaguar app available in the App Store and uh, JiggyJaguar.us for more information on that. And it is available in both iTunes and Android, so uh, we can have plenty of people uh, download our app and uh, we are going to be talking cybersecurity here in this uh, next segment here we asked dr jack caravelli to 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 stay over for uh, an extra 15 here while we talk to nick paris he is a fantastic individual president and founder of alpha computing solutions he's a nationally recognized information technology it expert economic empowering strategist innovator of technology professional software developer and educational consultant and also also with us today, Dr. Jack Caravelli. He has written a, uh, a lot of bestsellers and uh, recently has been involved in the uh, cybersecurity world. And um, first of all, I want to start with with Nick on this question, um, and then we'll we'll let Jack jump in and, and and we'll get a little back and forth here. Nick, why have these attacks on on hacking and some of the things of these emails? Why have they become so sophisticated? Well, because uh, they're now they're, they're now being well funded. Uh, it's it's no longer you know just some kid in a basement trying to uh, hack into something. It's organized crime throwing a lot of money to make a lot of money. Now, Jack, you you do a lot in the uh, in the government and uh, work work with a lot of different folks. On do you do you agree with that and and compare and contrast your experiences? Well, I think Nick makes a very very good point. I think he's absolutely right. I would, James, even take it a step further and say not, not only is it funded, but it's, well, you know, well-funded, but it's, it's being well-funded in many cases, not all, uh, but in many cases by, you know, our adversaries, including the, the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians. I mean, you know, many North Koreans, many ha- hacking episodes certainly can be traced back to yep. those countries, and I think in many, many cases... There's little doubt that they uh, that those governments are supporting it, 
supporting those efforts in many ways. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today, and uh, we also have Nick Paris. He joins us live here in our broadcast. In this segment, we're talking about hacking our world. We're uh, speaking with innovator of technology and IT expert Nick Paris, and uh, it is known, it is basically a known fact that billions of devices will be connected to the Internet by the year 2020. With all this technology comes the idea of consumers exposing themselves to an increased risk of failing and basically falling victim to criminal activity, such as being hacked, Possibly one of the biggest risks for consumers lies in home automation systems that control every aspect of the home, from the temperature, lighting to the home, home security system. With access to one security, basically hackers can gain entry into a house, get a look inside, steal valuable items without the alarm systems even reacting. And uh, Nick, uh, is the average business ready to defend against these attacks? Well, we're actually talking about two different types of attacks here. The yeah. first one we've been talking about so far has just been a, a cyber attack where they're kind of attacking your network and things like yeah. that. But when you start talking about home automation and stuff like that, you're now also talking about a physical attack because you're now talking about them taking over uh, you know, some, some secure system and then just turning it off. Um, I was surprised that you, know, you, could, you could easily do that where you could, you know, if you could hack into the system, you could uh, get into the main set up of the security system and just turn it off so that the door is wide open. And um, I think that's something that if you're a consumer, you got to look at when you when you go to purchase something. You know, you got to ask the manufacturer, how often are you updating it? How are you keeping, you know, relevant with whatever uh, attacks might be going on out there? Now, Jack, uh, working in the cybersecurity world like you've been, um, what, what do you make of some of this that, uh, that, that that's happening with people hacking into these smart cars and now people are starting to, uh, there, there's the risk of people hacking into home security systems. Uh, what, what do you make of all this, Doctor? Well, you know, we are, again, and you know, as we've seen for, for decades in other areas, you know, technology and science are probably outstripping our ability, you know, to really deal with it and control it. Yeah. Nick is absolutely right. What, you know, what we have going on today, and again, Nick knows all this, is, you know, what's called the Internet of Things, where what you described, James, of, of homes, even refrigerators, uh, obviously automobiles, you know, the next five or ten years uh, are, are going to look probably light years more sophisticated than we are even today. And, you know, if there's any good news, it's that because this has become such a prominent problem, and, and I, I would argue that many businesses are not prepared for this, certainly homeowners almost certainly are not, but the good news, you know, is you have companies like, you know, what Nick represents, you know, that, that are really, you know, busting their backsides to, you know, to, to get us all better and smarter. But it's, it's going to be a long race. It's going to be probably more problems than we know. Uh, and, you know, the world is going to look much different in the cyber arena, again, five or ten years from now than it does today. And, you know, both individuals and businesses, obviously governments as well, really need to try to get ahead of it much more than, you know, than we are today. Now, uh, Nick, uh what 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 do you think of uh, of the doctor's points there on the fact that we've got to get out in front of all this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I've, I've been saying that for a while now that that I do believe that at some point down the road, this is all going to settle down. I mean, 
this problem is too big of a problem to just kind of sweep under the rug. It's got to be taken care of. And built into our technology, our operating systems, our software, there has got to be the ability to fend off these attacks almost natively without having to rely on you know, antivirus software and additional products on top of that. It's just got to get to that point. The, the, the tough part, like Jack was alluding to, is that between now and then, um, it's going to be a tough road. Uh, but, I, but I truly do believe that down the road, you know, that, that will be taken care of. The other thing, and, and, and he brought up a good point, is that because these are, are, are crossing uh, jurisdictional boundaries, you know, when you're talking about go, if you had somebody in India or Iran or somebody like that that's attacking us, yeah, it's difficult for the U.S. government to go to that, that country and say, hey, we want to prosecute somebody in your country. Um, it's just <laughs> yes. a difficult thing to do. And until we can all sort of work together on a global scale to sort of stamp this out, I think I think we're in for quite a long road. Now, Jack, you you work in that in that cybersecurity world that, that Nick was was just talking about there with uh, you know different countries and things. Um, how difficult would it be for someone at at some point, like Nick was saying, if somebody from India were to try to attempt to be prosecuted? How how difficult is that from uh, from your perspective? Well, he's absolutely right. It, it's a huge problem. It's a major challenge. Uh, next week, actually. James, I'll be in London to talk to German and British counterparts on trying to enhance uh, sort of trilateral uh, collaboration between our three nations. And I should maybe talk to Nick about that offline. But there was, um, so, you know, the, the short answer is Nick is right. Very, very difficult. Uh, we did have one little touch of good news um, just in the past couple of days. The Czech government sort of working for a long time with the FBI uh, in our country, of course, uh, you know, actually arrested in the Czech Republic a Russian who the FBI had suspected of uh, doing, uh, carrying out hacking attacks against the United States. But that's a rare, rare example of sort of a victory. The Russians want him back. The Americans are trying to be extradited over here, so it'll it'll be interesting to play out. But you know, sort of watch you know watch the news over the next couple of weeks on that. We've got uh, Nick Paris with us today. We've also got our good friend Dr. Jack Caravelli discussing uh, hacking our world, essentially. And um, now, now Nick, with uh, let, let, let's talk about a third part of this, and that's business. Um, what kinds of information is targeted in these online business attacks? Well, ultimately, I, the, the, for me, I believe that the, the main reason for any type of hack is to get, uh, you know, money. It's to get some type yeah. of currency. And, um, you know, if you, can, if you can do that either at a consumer level or a business level, um, then it's a success for them. Um, there are, you know, there are rare cases of, you know, corporate espionage. You want to get a leg up on your, on your competitor and things like that. But I think, I think the majority of it is, you know, people just trying to get money. Um, and it's 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 gotten pretty bad, uh, you know. But but I do like I said, I do see a little ray of sunshine down the road. I really think that it's gonna um, it's gonna turn around here. Now now Jack, with with that uh, with all that in mind, uh, I remember you know watching movies in like the the eighties and the seventies where 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 and even the early nineties where where people were hacking into people's bank accounts and all sorts of different things. And then now it's happening. 
Uh, what was was that a four a foretold for uh, for all the different things that we're dealing with now? Well, you know, maybe James Hollywood is more clever than we than we realize. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking of probably a couple of the same movies you are. Yes, uh, I remember the movie Sneakers with uh, Robert Redford and yep. Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah, some of the good uh, uh, good actors. Um, but the you know data is a commodity. And being able to access that in different ways, whether it's, as Nick was saying, for financial gain or, or otherwise, you know, you know, really continues to um, uh, befuddle uh, corporations. You know, the, the reason uh, that you see the insurance companies really jumping into this market is simply that. Uh, the, frankly, without sounding cynical, the insurance companies can make money providing sort of cyber coverage. Yeah. Depending on how you define that for large and small companies, uh, but I'll give you an example. Uh, you know how it has worked. Um, a few years ago, the Coca-Cola company was negotiating with the Chinese um, uh, for you know market access. Yeah. The Chinese, as it turned out, they hacked into the Coke computers. Now they did not wow. access or steal. The, you know, the quote-unquote Coke secret formula, what they were looking for and gained access to was the Coke negotiating strategy. Uh, so there's, you know, again, there's a lot of reasons that hacking takes place. It can be political, criminal, financial. Uh, so that's the challenge because it takes a lot of forms. And as we were talking about earlier, it is hard to stop at its tracks. And if Nick is right that we develop uh, the products and capabilities to, as he said, stop it natively. Yeah. Uh, you know that will be a tremendous accomplishment. We've got uh, Jack. Wouldn't you? Yes. Wouldn't you go tend ahead. To Nick. Agree that that part. Jack, wouldn't you tend to agree that part of this is is happened because of the explosion in the amount of data we're able to store nowadays? I mean, the fact that storage has gotten so cheap, um, yeah. we store an incredible amount of information that we haven't been able to do up until the last year or two or, you know, two or three years. No, uh, I, you know, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's absolutely a central part of it. And as Nick knows, the, even, even the issues that, you know, some of the insiders talk about regarding big data and the like, um, yep. you know, we, we are in a world that is, is mind-boggling to me in the pace of change. And see, that's th- th- this is the thing. Uh, both guys I know can speak to this. Is is the fact uh, the world around us has changed rapidly over this couple of years, and uh, it- it's made it very easy for these uh, for these type of crimes to take place. Whether whether it's you know the the cybersecurity or whether it's ha- hacking into people's cars or people's homes or whether it's business attacks, it- it's made this all very easy. We've got easier, easier. Yes. (laughs) Now, uh, now, Jack, how how do we? uh, I I, I guess one of my final questions here on this topic is, uh, with all this in mind, how how do we? I guess outguess and outthink uh, the competitors or the evildoers or or what have you on uh, on this hacking. Well, you know, a couple things. Um, you know, I, I am truly 
James encouraged and heartened by, you know, by companies like what Nick represents. You know, if people, you know, in a, in a capitalist model, if you will, people will go where they think they can uh, do well, make money, uh, make a contribution. And, you know, uh, you know I, I think probably sprouting up in places like the Silicon Valley and elsewhere are some, you know, really clever companies, big and small, uh, that are taking on the kind of problems that, you know, we, we've discussed over the past few minutes. So I, you know, maybe because I'm an old school guy, I believe in capitalism. And, you know, I, I think the business model uh, is great. I think, number two, that our government is beginning to wake up to this. And I think that you can find government and private sector partnerships, and they do exist. Uh, you know, again, we can make real headway and so you know it's a it's a dark cloud but it doesn't have to be a dark future you know if, if we really uh you know just just stay the course nick what what do you think about all that well i i totally agree i, I think that uh it's one of these things that um you know as time moves forward we will have some really smart people come to the forefront and, and solve this problem um, and in the meantime, you know, we just need to protect ourselves as much as possible. I mean, like one of the things we do when we, uh, you know, take on a client, we install hardware firewalls that, that, you know, hopefully will keep out traffic to certain geographic regions. And, and you know, it's, it depends on the company. If the company is small enough that they're just a, a U.S.-based company that only deals with people in the U.S., that's, that's, you know, a little easier to handle. Now, if you've got people that have... Uh, you know, traffic kind of like Coca-Cola where they're dealing with people in China, that's a little bit more difficult to protect. Um, but I think eventually we will get to that point. And I think the government will tap some people that are very smart and very good at this and say, you know, you need to, you need to help us get this under control and, and, and fix it. And unfortunately, maybe fortunately, you know, we're in this uh, election cycle, we've got, you know, one of the candidates saying over and over again, we think Russia's hacking us and look they took my emails and so on and so forth and and that's sort of bringing it to the forefront and getting people to think about it even though as jack is aware you know in the industry we've been aware of it for a while it's just getting you know getting people in the in the in the general population to sort of understand how big the problem is yeah james i would add one other thing we talked a lot about the technology part yes another dimension as well and that is what i'll call the insider threat you know, we have seen, and I've talked to some of the insurance guys, when, when they've investigated claims, uh, you know, after they've written a cyber uh, policy, when they've investigated these claims, they have found, and I think the statistic is about 40% of the, uh, of the incidents were really caused either deliberately or inadvertently by insiders working in these companies. Uh, who have access, uh, and so data can be compromised, financial information can be compromised, not only by external hacking, which is obviously a major, major problem, but also by insiders, again, who either uh, deliberately or not, you know, compromise the security of the, uh, you know, the company or the government where they may work. Now, uh, Nick, I, I had a colleague. Uh, yeah, follow a, up on I that. I had a colleague that sort of. Yeah, I was going to say I had a colleague that sort of, uh, uh, you know, talked about that as well. And his his little catchphrase was "slow to hire, quick to fire." Uh, you know, he, <laughs> he believed in 
if if you're gonna if you're gonna hire somebody, you know, vet them really well because because of nowadays of how easy it is within a company to move data around. Um, yeah, you, you want to make sure that the people that you have working with you and for you, um, you know, are, are are honest and straightforward and all that. And sometimes that's a that's a hard thing to do, but I think it's it's one of the most important things. And and and, and Jack's right. You know, the, the human element in all this is is a, a big uh, you know issue. Uh, you know, we still have people opening up phishing emails and things like that, and you know, we we scratch our heads all the time. Why did you open that email? You, it's just it's so clear that it was not something you should have done. <laughs> um, but yet, you know, it is. It's it's something that we've got to deal with on on a human level as well. Well, uh, to wrap up here, uh, I want to get each of your guys' final thoughts on uh, on on this whole whole topic today. I'll start with Jack. What 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 exactly uh, can we take from this conversation and some of the other conversations I know that you're having with uh, with people around the world? Well, I, you know, James. Uh, first, thank you for for your, you know for taking on this this topic. Uh, it, it is important. It's important to all of us. And what fascinates me is. It's important to me on my computer. It's important to a small company on theirs. It's important to big companies. It's important to governments. It is a, a near universal set of concerns. So that's number one. You know, and I, I think number two is we, you know, we need, and, and I think what's embedded in what you know, Nick and I have been trying to say is, you know, just as individuals, you know, we need to get better and smarter in understanding these things, because again, you know, as he pointed out correctly, uh, you know, all of us, you know, including me, you know, we can do some dumb things, you know, around the computer, and, uh, you know, in a lot of cases it's, you know, it's harmless, but in some cases it isn't. Um, So, you know, when I look at the Brits, uh, and again, I'll I'll be in London next week, the, the Brits actually spend a great deal of time on this very issue, putting a lot of resources into just educating the British public about cybersecurity. And I look, you know, they're a smaller country than we are, but, you know, I give them great credit for doing that. We've got uh, Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. We've also got uh, Nick Paris. And uh, Nick, uh, give us your final thoughts on this. Well, I, I think uh, first off, again, thank you for having me on the program, and and I, I agree with with Jack. You know, thank you for bringing this topic up because I think we we need to talk about it more and more. But I do believe that there is a is kind of a brighter future. I think that uh, as time moves on, uh, we will get this problem solved. It's just uh, right now we just need to be as cautious as we can, and uh, you know, try to try to protect ourselves the best the best that we have in our abilities right now. Well, Jack, uh, Nick, I appreciate you guys giving us the uh, giving us the the time here and uh, chatting with us about a very important topic. Uh, Nick, before we let you go, how do we find you online, my friend? Uh, you can get to uh, our website at uh, www.alphacomputing.com. That's a l p h a computing.com. Uh, from there, you can fill out a form or our phone numbers on there. You can certainly uh, contact us. We'll be more than happy to talk to people about this topic. And uh, Dr. Jack, how do we pick up the books and uh, and and everything, my friend? Yeah, James, thank you. Um, the, the books, of course, are listed on Amazon under under my name. Uh, Christmas is coming, and they make great stocking stuffers. Fantastic. Well, I will uh, I will send uh, Nick uh, your email address, Jack, so you guys can connect offline and talk a little bit more about this. And uh, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. 
Have yourself a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, guys. It is Nick Paris. It is Dr. Jack Caravelli. And uh, interesting topic there about cybersecurity. We like to talk about that every once in a while because it's a it's a big topic. It's 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 hot right now. Uh, there was an author. I'll talk about that later. We don't have time for this. We've got- <laughs> She used to say zombies were hot. Zombies are hot right now, so she wrote all her books about zombies. We got more coming up. I'll talk about it next. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. How is it possible that the unemployment rate is now down to 4.9%, yet food stamps remain at an all-time high of almost 48 million people needing it? Something has to give, doesn't it? Is that even actually possible? Unfortunately, the answer is yes, and here's why. People are working, but they're working at low-paying service jobs like Walmart that pay $12 and $13 an hour. You can't raise a family on $25,000, so a lot of people need help from the government. You don't have to look any farther than the data regarding median incomes. We have seen our incomes go down since 2000, after the manufacturers gave up fighting the unions and started moving overseas. Obama's big government policies has stalled our economy, and it's only grown at 9.6% over his seven-year term. That's half the growth rate of Reagan's trickle-down economy of the, after the Carter years. Bringing back factories is the only way we can stop this, folks. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. Check out audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, Audible is offering a free audio book download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jaguar for your free audiobook. This call is now being recorded. Hi, James. Good morning, Lori Donner. How are you? How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. Give us a little bit on your background. Oh, terrific. I'm a home and lifestyle expert out of New York City. Well, tell us about the topic today. I'm here today to talk about how to make over your home for the fall. Okay, let's jump into it. Terrific. Well, I'm here with some great brands today to show you how to make over your home. And let's face it. The most important room in the whole house is the kitchen, from cooking and getting ready for guests to the entertaining itself. It's really where everybody gathers. It's the workhorse of the entire house where appliances are king, and the king of the appliance game right now is the LG Studio Suite of built-in appliances. They truly represent an uncompromising approach to design, and it makes a bold statement in the home, a stylish addition to any kitchen decor. It's inspired by the line's artistic advisor and renowned interior designer, Nate Berkus. And LG Studio Appliances have premium design details, both inside and out, and really gives homeowners a polished, inspired, and pro-style kitchen aesthetic. So you can see Nate Berkus's influence in the details, such as the flat door design, 
horizontally brushed stainless steel finish. There's a tall ice and water dispenser. There's even LED task lighting and stainless steel metal knobs with sleek, smooth-touch glass controls. There's also some additions to the line. There's a 42-inch built-in side-by-side refrigerator, single and double wall electric ovens, and gas cooktops. Just a really gorgeous line and really mixes that form and function. What else do you have for us? Sure, now that your kitchen is perfect, you'll want to think about the rest of your house. So especially this time of year, you know, we're entering fall, the temperatures are starting to drop. We often find ourselves spending more time bundled up indoors. So whether you're spending time in that beautiful kitchen cooking or watching your favorite movies in the living room, we can make our homes even cozier by creating a cleaner, happier home. And as you know, more time spent at home can really stir up indoor allergens like pet dander, dust circulating in the air. So to help improve our indoor air quality, we have the new Filtrate Dual Action and Traps Unwanted Particles in the Air. It gives you all the benefits of allergen defense, plus the best dust holding power of any Filtrate filter. This filter holds as much dust as 50 dusting wipes. It costs approximately $15, James, and you can go to filtreat.com to find a retailer near you. And for more information on the appliances, go to lgstudio.com. What's next? That's it for me. Thank you so much, James, for having me today. Where can we go for more information? So go to filtreat.com or lgstudio.com for more information and to find a retailer near you. Fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful morning. This is a Josh Bernstein News Minute powered by AMAC. It is pretty sad to see the likes of Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC literally tripping over each other to lay praise on Hillary Clinton clinching the Democratic nomination. Instead of celebrating her ascend to the nomination, they should be reporting on how she got it in the first place. They should be ashamed of themselves for celebrating the first nominee of a political party to secure the nomination under FBI federal investigation. Bernie Sanders, if you're out there, it may be time for you to rethink running as an independent. This has been a Josh Bernstein News Minute. I'm Josh Bernstein, and you're up to date. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Show on the network. It is the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program, coast to coast, boulder to boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, everything else. Interesting day we have here. Uh, Dr. Jack Caravelli, we checked with him earlier. Nick Paris, uh, we had both of them on at the same time. <laughs> we talked. So lots of cool stuff coming up. Get a hold of us on our app, JiggyJaguar.us. That's what you're going to need to download. Because that's the best bet to get involved with us. 
And uh, I'm trying to save this bit with this guy, this this um, this blade guy. Um, it is uh, <laughs> it has been a trying last 24 hours trying to put this wrestling bit together. So I don't know. We might not be able to save it. It might be a situation of they're just too goddamn dumb. Uh, <laughs> it just might be. <coughs> oh, excuse me. It just might be that they're just too goddamn dumb. So, and and I and I I I don't want you know I I, I want to save this bit. Uh, I I think this bit would be ingenious. Uh, here is a pre-tape we did earlier. We got more coming up. This call is now being recorded. Hello, James. Can you hear me? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. Now, uh, Clint, let, let, let's talk here. You're the uh, lifestyle editor of Men's Journal. Uh, where do we start? Uh, I'm not at. I'm uh, doing uh, working for a bunch of different magazines right now. Men's Journal is one of them, and I've got uh, some really amazing tips um, on uh, on grooming, on how to look better this winter. So, where do we start? First off is a product that's really great for the season. As we get into colder weather, a lot of guys are experiencing some, uh, some, you know, some scalp irritation and maybe some dandruff. So a new shampoo um, that's really going to help with that is a Head & Shoulders with Old Spice Swagger. This is uh, you know, really designed to, to treat those uh, flakes on your shoulders, but it's got this really amazing fresh Old Spice scent, and it's the shampoo that's used by the New York Giants wide receiver and Head and Shoulders ambassador Odell Beckham Jr. And that guy has fantastic hair, so he's definitely somebody that we can look to for for how to uh, to keep flakes off of our shoulders. Um, anybody who has irritated scalp, um, any of this, or flakes on the shoulders, uh, definitely wants to check out this new Head and Shoulders, and it's uh, available at any Walmart across the country. What's buzzing in men's grooming? Another thing that I'm, I think is a fantastic product for guys to check out right now, it, it ties into this, this, this big trend. Um, according to the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery, uh, the number one cosmetic dermatology uh, treatment right now is botulinum toxin treatments like Xeomen, which is a product that I'm, uh, you know, interested in that I think is really fantastic. What it is, what Xeomen is, it's a prescription medication that's approved to temporarily improve the appearance of moderate to severe glabellar lines. Now, those are the lines that you get between your eyebrows that make the 11. You get them from scrunching up your forehead for years. And, and so when you get those lines, um, Xeomen is just a really simple treatment for smoothing them out. So if you're on the fence about this, uh, the company that makes Xeomen, MERS Aesthetics, is offering this really amazing promotion right now. 
you go to their website and they'll give you a $100 Visa gift card towards your first ZMN treatment. So the website to go to is experienceprogram.com, and that's experience without an E. So it's just experienceprogram.com. Go there. You get the $100 Visa gift card. You learn more about ZMN and find out if the procedure is right for you. Fantastic. Where can we go for more information? For more information, uh, for Head & Shoulders, check out their website, headandshoulders.com. I, I want to, you know, um, influence you to go to the experienceprogram.com website as well. Fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful morning. All right. You too. Thanks. Today's podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's really easy to support the Jiggy Jaguar experience before you shop on Amazon. And we all know you do. Go to the website, jagshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the homepage. It's that easy. Remember, that's jagshow.com. Click the Amazon banner before you shop. This is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. Got a spare 400 grand sitting around? Well, that's what it's going to cost you if you want a piece of history. Ford is taking orders for their latest GT Now. A manufacturer plans to distribute around 500 vehicles to a select few. The application includes questions like, what Fords have you owned in the past? Why do you want to own a GT? Are you a celebrity or a professional athlete? And car collectors beware. Ford wants your info before considering your app as well. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcarefortheclueless.com, making you a savvy car consumer. Seven three sixty five and available worldwide on the internet. This is the number one talk show online, the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. Oh, it is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got for you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>